Welcome to Ottawa Valley Vineyard, where we simply want to help you encounter Jesus, be transformed, and share His love. Hey, good morning. This is Craig Hall. I am uh, going to bring a message this morning, and uh, it's for the for OVV or OVC in the fall. And I'm just happy that you're here listening. Um, right now, I'm in my backyard in Carlton Place, and uh, there's a moth on my leg. I'm jumping around, and there's a nice vegetable garden in the back that my parents have been working on, and a flower garden here. Um, so welcome this morning. So today, I am going to speak uh, to you about loving one another. and. Um, it's a topic that may sound very familiar, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can uh, get to another layer, a layer a little deeper on this topic today. So, the first question I have for you to think about is, how do you know if you're a Christian? How do you know if you're a believer? And, you know, it could be lots of Sunday school answers. You know, it's because you believe in God. Um, you said the sinner's prayer. You may say that uh, you're a good person or that you read your Bible, but you know, all of those things um, aren't really the measuring stick that uh, we get shown in 1 John. And so 1 John 3, 14 to 19, it has a, a message here for us about loving one another. It says, the way we know that we've been transferred from death to life is that we love our brothers and sisters. Anyone who doesn't love is as good as dead. And anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know very well that eternal life and murder don't go together. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's quite a, quite a statement from John. And I think that's kind of why I want to revisit it. Because like, this is a pretty strong statement about love and if we have it or not and uh, I do think it's interesting that the word transferred is used there it says that we know we've been transferred from death to life I just think that's an interesting way to look at it like you're switched sides or you've changed teams or uh, like crossing the floor in politics you've you've really how do you know if you really switch sides you know it's if if we love each other. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. And um, just acknowledging that sometimes it's hard to love, right? Like that's really, really real. Sometimes it's difficult to love. And I'm particularly speaking to the church and to the community of believers because this is what we were told that if we love, it'll, it'll show everyone who Jesus is. And uh, so we need to love each other. And, you know, sometimes we've been hurt or abused or uh, abandoned in um, it's hard to love and sometimes we've had our trust broken or uh, maybe we have different ideas maybe we have different values maybe we have different priorities and because your priorities are my priority like I think we have to go separate ways you know um, sometimes we're just stubborn and selfish and self-centered and that's how people are that's how i am so like there's lots of reasons why 
um, it could be difficult to love each other. But I want to read this passage in 1 John uh, chapter 3, verse 14, and on just, just a little bit further here. This is from the message, so it may sound a little different than you're used to. The way we know we've been transferred from death to life is that we love our brothers and sisters. Anyone who doesn't love is as good as dead, and anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know very well that eternal life and murder don't go together. This is how we've come to understand and experience love. Christ sacrificed his life for us. This is why we ought to live sacrificially for our fellow believers and not just be out for ourselves. If you see some brother or sister in need and have the means to do something about it, but turn a cold shoulder and do nothing, what happens to God's love? It disappears. And you made it disappear. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a strong word. It's a good word. It's a good word. And John, that chapter in my NAV Bible is called, John calls us to practice real love. Like an emphasis on, on what love is. So what am I trying to say? Well, I guess I'm trying to say that we need to revisit this thing. You know, that, that loving one another isn't just, you know, being polite or being Canadian. Um, there's a lot further to go. So I have a story that, that illustrates that and that I first kind of encountered this call to go deeper in love. And um, some of you that know me may have heard this story in the past, but uh, this is a youth group story from when I was 16 years old, uh, approximately 16. And, and uh, we'd formed a youth group in our church, um, West Ottawa, and some of the people around are from that youth group. Um, and participated in it. Um, David Aiken, who does worship sometimes, is my friend who we've been friends since that youth group. So he was probably there this night. Um, so what happened was we were individuals in a room together. We were there because we wanted to be, because we probably didn't fit in that grade at school, because we knew something that God was calling us to uh, was different. And uh, maybe we needed friends, but we were all kind of too cool to uh, to really be open. So we're, we're meeting together and we're in the basement of a family from the church, Pat and Gord Watson. And we're in their house and there was probably 25 of us in the basement and and uh, we're fooling around and goofing off and, uh, you know, doing what kids do. And, and um, we're trying to worship together. It fell kind of flat and then we're you know, making noise and stuff, and there's this sound in the background. There's this sound I heard, and it was an emotion, and it stopped the room, right? And what it was, was it was Pat, uh, our, our youth leader. She was crying. She was sobbing, and, you know, eventually the room grew quiet, and uh, we were listening to Pat sobbing, all of us teenagers, and, um, you know, someone asked Pat, what's wrong? What going on and she said that you don't love each other 
you don't love each other. And uh, as you can tell, that's, that's a true emotion. It's, it was real. It was real then, and it's, it's real now for us. You know, we need really, we need to love each other. Can, can you feel that? Like, that's a deeper call, and it's a call for the church. It's not a call just for a bunch of teenagers. It was very true for us then, but it's equally true now. We really need to hear that call to love each other. You know, Pat's words and heart and the emotions she felt really cut into us. And the good news is that that group of young people really did learn to love each other. And we were friends for years. And I'd say we accomplished a lot as disciples and in our faith. Um, but that was probably a pivotal moment for us. And I guess the question is, are you ready? Are you ready for that type of love? Because it costs, it costs something, it costs everything. It costs, it costs us. And uh, it's a real sacrifice to love at the same way that Jesus loved us, sacrificially. In another passage, Jesus spoke to us in John 13, uh, 34, and he said, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. That's amazing thing for Jesus to say. A new command he gave us. And that, that it would be it would be possible that he could give us that love for each other um, through him. And I don't even think the disciples understood what he was saying. But it's possible to love each other that way. He commanded it as a new command. I think he's trying to prioritize it amongst the law, saying, hey, Look higher than the law. Look at love. Look at loving each other as a higher law. And, you know, that's in it's interesting. It's, it's interesting because um, how do we navigate in this world? How do we navigate as a Christian community? How do we communicate our beliefs or stand up, you know, for ourselves? And I don't think that's what we're, the highest form of what we're called to do is to love. And... And I guess that's what I'm trying to remind us of today. So I looked up some words in Greek about that passage in John. Um, and it's interesting because the, the word that is used uh, for love, um, when Jesus spoke it, right? So it says a new command, love one another, love as I have loved you. That word is, is agapau in the Greek. And I'm not a Greek scholar, so I may have missed something. But the idea is that it's an active word. It's a verb where agape love, the love between God and me and me, God, that pure love um, is used as a noun. Mostly we're describing love. But agapao is used as a verb. It's an action word. It's a doing word. It's a 
we they will know that we're Christians by our love because it does something. It's not just hypothetical or, yeah, sure, I love the people at church, but I don't do anything for them. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work like that. So that was my uh, little study on, on Greek words. But um, I also read another account of John the Evangelist, who is John the Apostle, and in his old age, uh, he was asked to speak. And he would say, little children, love each other. The disciples and the brothers that were with him were kind of annoyed with John because he kept saying that, little children, love each other. And so they asked him, they said, teacher, why do you always say this? And he replied, because it is the Lord's command, and if it alone is kept, it is sufficient. That's amazing. Sufficient. Sufficient for a Jew of Jews. Sufficient means complete. I mean, this is it. If you can do this, you've mastered it. You've, you are a Christian. You are a disciple. And, and I think it's interesting that he said it, and, and I think I know why. I mean, I, I've thought about this here. And we can't do this type of love on our own. That's the thing. We can't generate it. We can't conjure it up. It's not a human love. It's not, it's not in me to love like that. That's not my nature as a beast. It's, it's God's nature and it's, it's what Jesus did for us. So in order to love like this, you know, it, it costs us a lot because we're laying down our stuff, you know, our, you know, gifts, our talents, our opinions, our interpretation of revelation. You know, we're giving up on the stuff that's ours in order to have Jesus' love. And it's a higher calling. It's a high calling. Um, yeah. So the way, I, the way I see it is this. I mean, John said it in 1 John 1, 4. We love because he first loved us. And that's, that's where we get the love from. It's kind of this reciprocal circle where the agape love, the love of God, the love of God we feel, that that motivates us. It fills us. It builds us up. It gives us that tank of fuel that we can agapow. We can love others from us, from the love that God's put in us. And that's how it works. So really, if you've mastered this type of love, you've also mastered a deep relationship with Jesus, where that's where you get your fuel from. That's the heart you operate out of. That's the spirit in which you work. It's the same life-giving, building up, sacrificial uh, love of Jesus. So, that's the main message. And I just want us to realize that Jesus spoke this into being. When he commanded us, he didn't give us a command we couldn't uh, fulfill. But it costs us. Because we lay down our stuff, we take on him, and then we have the ability to love others like he loved us. 
So, I hope you can hear um, Pat Watson in the room with us when I was a teenager and her sobbing and really recognizing in her spirit that we didn't love each other. But I think that was the Holy Spirit speaking that and he's still speaking that and John the Apostle, he spoke it until he was an elderly man. Little children, love each other. Because if you can do that, it's sufficient. So I just uh, implore us to take it a little deeper, to dwell on that a little longer, to open our hearts a little wider and allow God to teach us how to love. So I just like to close things up and, and pray for you and me um, about this. And uh, yeah, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, just thank you for this word. I thank you that you teach us how to love, that you pour love into us so that we can love others. And Lord, I just pray that you will um, open this deep well, this deep well of love that we could fall into it, that we could drink from it, that we could be filled up with your love. And I pray for each of us that this experience of calling us to a deeper love and and letting go of, of the things that may be important to us that really are secondary to, the, to your love, um, that we'd be able to do that. And I guess I have another just word for somebody. If this kind of went over your head, is like, what are, you, what are you talking about? The first part is you need to know who Jesus is, and you need to know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, and, uh, and feel his love. Uh, so I pray that for you, that you'll dig into that and that you'll look for Jesus and let him open your heart. And have a great week until we see each other again. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. To connect to the ministries of Ottawa Valley Vineyard, visit ovv.ca